Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Last Podcast. Hey, I missed you guys. Yes. Not you two, the oh. listeners. <laughs> hey, I said you two because we've got uh, Johnny W. sitting in. You guys know him from a couple of different previous episodes. And Gavin's here. We're going to talk about the Brian Regan Live Comedy Central special that aired this past week, which, uh, you know, we're all clean comedians in this podcast. Gavin's struggling with it, but the rest <laughs> of us have been. But uh, not only is Brian a great comic, but, man, I didn't realize he's been in the game for over 30 years. It's crazy. Uh, and I just watched that as a as a true fan. I wasn't trying to analyze it the first time through. Then I kind of watched it a second time yeah. through to have a few things to pass along today. But we're going to discuss that and uh, get Johnny's take on it as well and have some fun. You guys know that we've been doing the fix-a-joke now. <laughs> uh, so I've got a fix-a-joke here that came in from Ian. Eli Leibowitz, all right? And Eli sent us this joke and said, hey, is there anything you can do to help this joke out? And at the beginning, I looked at it and said, well, you know, this joke sounds like it should work. And then I noticed that maybe he could just do one little thing, one thing. Okay. to make it better. So this is what he sent in. It was, let's see, pull it up here. There, Okay, okay. I think, uh, I think I absorbed so much useless information as a kid that as an adult, I don't have any more room in my head for useful things. Like, maybe if I didn't know which NBA players got their talent stolen in the movie Space Jam, I might be better at Microsoft Excel. Maybe if I didn't know that Mark McGuire hit a 60-second home run off of Steve Trachel, maybe I'd know how to install an air conditioner. My point is, I think I'm going to be screwed in 50 years when I don't know how to drive a hover car because I still know a shortcut in Mario Kart 64. <laughs> okay. All right. So That's, pretty I, good pre- that's pretty good. I like the premise a lot. Yeah. And, um, and I thought he had some good lines in there and all that stuff. So I looked at it for a while. And I thought what he might want to try is to actually flip the information a little bit around. Yeah. You know, keep the premise, tighten it up just a little bit, and say, I think I absorbed so much useless information as a kid that as an adult, I don't have any more room in my head for useful things. And then let the jokes come out. I might be better at Microsoft Excel if I didn't know which NBA players got their talent stolen in the movie Space Jam. Because those references are funnier than yeah, the yeah, other one, than right? Excel. Yes. Yeah, so just flip those around. Maybe I'd yeah. know how to install an air conditioner if I didn't know that Mark McGuire hit a 60-second home run off of Steve Trashel. My point is, I think I'm going to be screwed in 50 years when I don't know how to drive a hover car because I still know a shortcut in Mario 64. So it's just flipping those things around a little bit. Yeah. And then maybe even getting more specific yeah. in those examples. So instead of saying I might be better at Microsoft Excel, I'd be able to format a pie chart in Excel. And just give it a little bit more mm-hmm. specific specificity. I've yeah. had that problem. Why do I even try that word? Every don't, episode? don't do it. Yeah. Be a little bit more specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of maybe I know how to install an air conditioner, which is kind of just a big vague. Yeah. To me, it, it, I, if I saw that joke in a color, it's like a big gray glob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know? no one knows how to install an air conditioner. Yeah. You just open your window, and you put it in. I yeah. mean, let's well, be honest. Install. Lower oh well, yeah. On. That, that I was so, gonna say. So maybe I know how to calibrate an engine. Right. I mean, that's very specific. Yeah. yeah. Does it make it funnier? Hard to say, but it makes it more interesting. Uh-huh. And when you can't be funny, be interesting. So this might have both now. So those are some ideas I had. But what did you guys think when you heard that joke? The thing I'm thinking is the last one. I love that you flipped it. You're right. The funnier part is the weird, obscure pop culture thing that he knows versus the actual life skill. But I noticed that the last one is uh, hoverboard 
and uh, or hovercraft and Mario Kart. So those are similar. Uh-huh. I think it's funnier because of that. So I think the other two should be. I didn't know this because of this. It shouldn't be some baseball statistic. The AC thing should be something that has to do with. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. or he could have like because I, I noticed that the other one was the hover car. Like that was in the future. I thought maybe he could go way overboard. Like I could have probably programmed the Mars lander. If I didn't have my brain filled with, right. like, you know, the, the Mario Kart 64 thing, and then there's got to be some way to tag that. I mean, maybe actually say where, like, you know, you know where it is. It's behind the thing. You you know, you go through, or, you know, some yeah. exact reference to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, go back and play the game and give you that exact. Because the people that played it a lot will definitely oh, yeah. get it. Right. And everybody's kind of played it at a party. Yeah, joke. yeah. But also, that's something, uh, what Gavin just said kind of gave me this thought, is that if he did, if he did make it and it, it hit hard enough with the specifics, it'd be something that he could call back. There could be a character in his another joke that says he's stupid because he doesn't know this. Yeah, but I know this, and he right. it, it blurts out something that he doesn't know how to do that's totally useless. Yeah, or some fact that he knows. So yeah, be interested to try to call it back. You know. Yeah, yeah. Now that you said that, <laughs> it, it, this could be a, a great joke. Where I mean, I like self-deprecating jokes. Don't get me wrong. But that you could also have somebody else say all this. Like you could say, my brother is one of these guys right. who has all this useless information. Right. You know, he can't do this, but he can do that. And then in, at the end of any of your jokes, you could have your brother tag it with what he would think. Okay. Yeah. So it's instead of you tagging it with your extra thought, which is a little bit weird because it's it's normal. It doesn't yeah. stand out. It'd be like one extra character that can float in. Yeah. Or he takes pride in it. He takes pride in the whatever. So maybe uh, you'd say the brother. I was thinking you were going like the brother is the guy that can calibrate an engine. He was like, yeah, but do you know that Mark McGuire blah, blah, blah. You know <laughs> right. Maybe he finds a scenario in his life where that is more valuable. <laughs> yeah. And he, he wins because he figured out, he found some weird scenario where that has more value than calibrating an engine or whatever. Like yeah. maybe he was outside of the Wrigley Field when somebody's car broke down and the Cardinals had just left town and they were right. talking about Sammy Sosa and he's like, yeah. Right, or yeah. it's a game show and he's like, yeah, yeah, calibrate an engine wouldn't help me there, would it? Or whatever, you know, right. he wants to be a millionaire or whatever. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of a way to like impress a girl or something, something that everybody might relate to, like, you know, yeah, you can't you can't impress a girl <clears throat> at a party with you know blah 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 you know recalibrating an engine, but you can do it with you know X Y Z something you know yeah some nerd knowledge or something crazy you know. So Eli, I hope we gave you a clear answer. <laughs> what we gave you though, that's what I like because you know if Eli writes that joke and does it by himself and never asks anybody for feedback, the joke stays exactly where it was. Yeah. There's three or four different ways you can take this joke now. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of putting jokes in different situations, scenarios, and mm-hmm. and, and just looking at it from different angles because your initial joke is rarely the one you keep anyway. Yeah. You know, if you look at Pixar's rules for making a movie, it's like mm-hmm. surprise yourself. Mm-hmm. Like go so far that you would never even think that you could come up with this. Yeah. And that's that's when it's going to be good for the audience. But it did have several things that I think are just the, not standard, but like the gold standard of jokes. You know, it had three, it had three things to it. Uh-huh. it you know, it had the words in the right order, sort of. You know, we needed to fix or turn them around, but they were sort of, <laughs> at least it worked. Well, and you it know. all pinged off a, a very clear premise. Which yeah, I, yeah. Which I think a lot of people can relate to that one. Yeah, and I think one thing that I would say, uh, you know, in the world of threes, is I like for my third thing to be a total like weird thing. So yeah, since Gavin said that, what I would do is I would say, uh, you know, uh, I don't, you know, even if I did know how to blah blah blah, I'm still a terrible father or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah. weird, <laughs> right. weird like philosophical thing that he's yeah, bad at, yeah. not just a skill that he doesn't have. 
but yeah, maybe I'd be a better better father if I didn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, make an ethical conundrum yeah, as yeah. opposed yeah. to just a physical. But that's skill. just me. I like so that's what I used to surprise the audience. I like to build like a tapestry, <laughs> paint a nice painting, and then pull pull it away yeah. and reveal that it's a horrible whatever. You know, that's my favorite device in comedy. So oh, that's cool. I yeah. like how destructive you, you yeah, turn like all that. Yeah, it's just destroy yourself. I destroy myself in front of the audience. Well, cool, Eli. I hope that helps out. If you guys want to just check out Eli on the web, it's Eli, E-L-I, comedy.com. You can check him out there. And if you have an idea for his joke, his Twitter is Eli Lebowitz, Lebowitz. It's at E-L-I-L-E-B-O-W-I-C-Z. And you can find him the same way on Facebook. That's a great comedy name, Eli. Yeah, Eli's pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean Lebowitz. I'm just saying that's a funny name. Yeah, you say Eli, this guy's going to be funny to me. I just Sometimes you hear a name, you're like, "This guy'll be funny." Well, be confident. You can't yeah. get you can't get to whatever age Eli is without being like, "I, I can own this I got Eli." This. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not gonna go with Eli L. He's <laughs> <No>. a loser. <laughs> who would who would shorten their name just because it's hard to pronounce and it's yeah. butchered by club owners? Yeah, I don't know. You could at least do a, d- a lowercase W, Johnny. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Eli. And you guys, if you want to have a joke. Uh, raked over the coals and maybe some yeah. helpful information come out of it just send it to us at schooloflaughs at gmail.com and in the subject line put fix a joke try to keep it to a hundred words or less if you can and that'll help us get it in the mix a uh, quick iTunes review before we jump into the talking about Brian Regan special which was yes. great this is from Cheers Turtle on August 29 this says uh, man whether you're an aspiring comedian or perspiring comedian <laughs> The School of Last podcast with Rick Roberts is a weekly must-listen-to event. Rick offers up tips, tools, techniques that every new or seasoned comic can use. It's if, it's if, as someone once said, it's as if someone once said, "Dying is easy, comedy is hard." Then comedy career without this helpful information is even harder. So listen, laugh, and learn. Mm. Hey, nice. I like that. That was my old website. Listen, laugh, learn. Maybe I've got somebody that carried over from that. Oh, nice. I want to see you read a negative. Can you read a negative email just every once in a while? You know what? <laughs> Do we got one? <laughs> no, but I can. You know what's amazing is we've got sixty-five five star and one four star or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. is, I'm not asking you guys to give us that, but if I want to read the negative, I'll tell you. What, Next time I come in, I'll bring in some of the comments from some of the groups after I do a post a blog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's just pure hatred from people that you oh, know. Yeah. Just you can block this. You can yes. never see anything from me again right. if you like. Uh, you can add your perspective, but some of the stuff that comes back, it's oh, like, yeah. wow, I'm sorry you woke up that way this oh, morning. Yeah. And it's like the mean tweets. It's like reading mean <laughs> tweets kind of thing. We need to read these. Yeah, yeah. I, I see them in there, you know. And granted, I'm, I'm dropping them in a hundred Facebook yeah. groups all at once, but some of the people that come back are like. <laughs> It's like, really? Yeah. You would say that? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Cool. Well, very good. Let's get on to today's topic, which yeah. I'm excited to talk about. And I'm excited Johnny's with us today, too, because I know you're a Brian Regan fan. Yeah, he's the best. My favorite. And yeah, I am, definitely. I've never got to work with him twice. I was scheduled to work with him, but it was kind of that, at that phase where he was bumping out of clubs and into theaters, yeah. and he, he kept getting like pilots that were being shot and stuff, so I didn't get to ever work with him. Uh, but really funny, dude. So... Uh, I'm not going to really categorize this as you know 16 things you can learn from Brian Regan, but I'm sure we'll find a few things as we as we go around. 472 things we yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like about. <laughs> first off, just talk about how many comics you know realistically that could pull off an hour of guaranteed clean enough oh. for Comedy Central at that hour of the day. It came on at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was is the stricter guidelines, and and pull it off. Not only yeah. just pull off that aspect, but be funny the entire time. Who do you? Who would you put in that group where you wouldn't yeah, kind of I mean, be worried really, a little bit? There's like only a handful of people. Gaffigan. I was gonna, that was the only other name I had. Yeah. 
who who would you trust to do it? That's the that's my question. That's that's hard because they have to kill too because it's a it's a huge landmark event for them, which is amazing to me. They've never done a live. I know that was the part that was jarring me. I was like, oh my gosh, I guess they are all taped and and put together. Uh, and that's another thing too is the uh, I, I've read stories. Nate went through this. Nate Bergazzi. When he did his special, he was worried about the way they would edit things because sometimes they'll slap this tag on the end of that joke because they don't know, they don't really understand comedy. A lot of the people that are editing this, they're just right. great editors. Yeah. yeah. So they just, oh, well, this fits better here for a commercial. We'll shorten this bit by this much. You're like, that's the meat of the bit. <laughs> right. So that's one of the reasons it's like, yeah, I'd rather do my show live. If, if I'm somebody like Brian Reed, I'm like, this, they can't mess with it now. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's one of the few guys. You know, watching that, it was, it was great how it just, it flowed the way he designed it to flow. Yeah. And, you know, I, I heard an interview with him a couple of days before, and he said, you know, I don't have it down to this bit has to follow this bit, but I'm getting it there, and I leave some room for that stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. And watching that, there was a couple of times, like, you know, he did a little political thing, and then, like, 35 minutes later, he jumped back, and he goes, back to the political thing yeah. for a yeah. second. And you wonder if maybe he just, like, you know, forgot in the moment and then realized, I want to go back and do that because right. it sets up the next bit that I was going to do after that bit. Yeah. But he's such a pro that, you know, it's just a, a mild little detour for only, a second. Only you would have noticed that. I mean, you Did know. you notice that? Did I didn't no, notice I, it. I, I didn't, didn't notice he went back for it. And I've done that before in, in my show, too. Like, oh, I forgot that one thing, and I need it to make this other thing make sense. So now I have to go back for it. And i got to figure out a way to make myself not look weird going back for it. Yeah. So. Right. And I wonder, too, if because if, when he went back to it, it was probably like in the 45th or 50th minute. I wonder if he was looking at the clock a little bit thinking, you know what? I'm going to need that next 90 right. seconds at a drop back there. Right. Yeah. And maybe he dropped it on purpose earlier to pick up the pace and move on to something else. So it's mm. hard to say. Uh, but I do like how they, you know, there was no editing besides just which oh, camera they're going to so pull nice. from. Because yeah. here's what I hate about Comedy Central is if I make a joke about an old person, they have to cut to an old person in the crowd. Yeah. And I'm just saying old person instead of a different minority because yeah. that's kind of what they do with minorities. If you make a joke oh, about sure. yeah. any ethnicity, they show two people just going it. crazy for that joke, whether yeah. that was from that show yeah. or from 10 days ago. Yeah. yeah. And so they didn't. That's the blanket acceptance of that joke now. That they're <laughs> right. trying to like make the yeah. wash over you like, okay, it's Asians okay. are good with this. Yeah. So go, we're okay. It's go not racist. And laugh. Now. Makes me wonder yeah. what they would cut to me if I was in the audience. Yeah. Like, old dudes who have given up on life like that joke. Yeah. So let's cut I to know. Rick. I really hate crowd yeah. shots at all uh, because of that. Because they'll show 12 people and there's always one guy not laughing. I don't care what how many crowd shots I've ever seen in a comedy show. There's yeah. always one person not laughing. And I, that's the one I go. And why would you use that crowd shot? Yeah, but there's always one. There's always. I, I don't mind a wide. Yeah. Like, um, I just watched Marty Simpson's mm-hmm. DVD, and he has a lot of cutaways of the crowd. But I don't mind if it's like from the shoulder, twenty feet back from the comic, looking at the front few rows. So it's yeah. like a general thing, just to show that this this is a live event. Yeah. Because when you don't have any heads in there at That's all, true. you don't know exactly what's going down. Yeah. And it, you know, people have submitted tapes that weren't in front of an audience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you hear bookers talk about that. They get a little stack of those that are their favorite clips to watch. You know. <laughs> So that's the flow of that show. I really, really liked. Yeah, yeah. that was nice. That to, was to see uninterrupted by commercials, except for that little one in the middle. And that was funny. Like he came, you know, obviously he just took a sip and kept on going. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, that that didn't seem like four minutes. Yeah. And I fast forwarded through the commercials. I don't even know if it was four minutes or not. Yeah. So they must have had a slight delay after that. Yeah. Or up until then, and then it caught. Yeah, up. I wondered that if he took a break there, and it was all like happening in the moment, and they just had to do something to fill that time, or if he just kept going. And then I think he kept going. Yeah, yeah, because when he, he basically was putting the bottle back down when they cut to him. Oh, because they did kind of laugh ironically when he said that didn't feel like four minutes. Because right. yeah, because it wasn't to them. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <clears throat> I think about that. So somehow I wonder, I wonder that myself because I was like, did they did did they do the water bottle thing as an edit point to like okay walk now that you've come off stage walk back out there 
set well, the bottle sure down was. and yeah i'm sure it was to kind of anchor that moment and that pivot yeah. but yeah it was because <laughs> the editors who do know some stuff they would have been like we need something give yeah, us something have, yeah. <laughs> yeah anchor yourself in one spot so that was pretty cool material i mean gosh covered a lot of topics Gavin was mentioning like yeah that that was one thing that just super impressed me that was like uh you know a lot of comics you go to like it, they seem to just hone in on one kind of topic, and he was just like all over the place. I mean, uh, I think even what was it? Comcast's like description of the event said something about like social commentary, and for the first fifteen minutes or whatever, I was like, this isn't really like social commentary necessarily. And then all yeah. of a sudden, I was like, oh no! Well, now uh, he just got into some stuff. I was like, oh no, kind of is now. And then he went on to some other stuff, and I was like, that's really nice that he hit a little bit of something for everyone. You know. Yeah, I thought he did a great and job. And then crazy faces if kids happen to be watching, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, on the face thing for just a second, like nobody uses their body God. as well as him, yeah. you know. And and he, the voices he does are just like usually exaggerations of his own voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like a Robin Williams who would go into a character or something. But he might be one of the last guys that are out there now mm-hmm. that use the full body I mean, and face as much as he does. I can't think of anybody else that uses as much of it. It reminded me almost like a little bit of mime, where it's like it he projects the idea that he's trying to communicate so well through mm-hmm. every piece of his body that he's thought of how to use. Normally an act-out comic that is doing an act-out just to save the joke bothers me. And yeah. I think that's the it's an old guard thing of comedy. It's an old school thing of comedy to still be doing an act-out. That, that shows a 30-year career, is that he's just like, this is what I do best, I'm not going to... You know, <laughs> it'd be like me saying I'm not going to do guitar anymore because it's just people don't like guitar comics anymore. Like, well, this is what I, you know, what I'm saying this uh-huh. is this is part of what I do, and but to him, his jokes are so funny on paper, and when he adds the sizzle of his act out to it, now it's over the top. It's not a matter of him saving the joke with an act out. So yeah, that's what I respect about him uh, more than most act out comics. Yeah, instead of saving, it's just taking it to another place for yeah. a few seconds. Yeah, and you know. And that he's 57. I didn't realize he was 57. <laughs> I mean, he, he's blessed with some genes. He, he looks yeah. like he's thir- he mid-30s. Yeah. I mean, that, that's going to serve him as long as he wants yeah. to do comedy, that you look yeah. that young and you're 57. I mean, that's yeah. that's three years from double ARP, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's 10 years older than I am. That's like, that's, it makes me feel bad. <laughs> like, it makes me feel bad. I'm like, this guy's got all the energy in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I can barely roll out of bed. Uh, one topic that he got into really quick, and then... It, you know, I wonder if it's just so recent he hasn't got as much material around it. And he said he went through a breakup, and I noticed he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. Yeah. And I know he's got a few kids. So yeah. I wonder you know, if that's the next special he's going to get into that or if he's going to kind of just stay off of it because it's not as lighthearted. Angry but it Regan. Was, it was interesting <laughs> that he brought it up at all. Well, if you notice, if he's going to do it for one joke. To me, you talk about the order of things. If I remember correctly, he talked about meeting somebody in a bar or like a pickup line. Or yeah. meeting somebody at a party and feeling awkward, and then he talked about going through the breakup. So it's like, I wonder if he meant to mention that he's single again yeah. first. Interesting, And, and yeah. he kind of noticed with the crowd, like, oh, they're not with me on this because they know me as family man Brian Regan. Yeah. I better explain, and I should have said, you know what I'm saying? I almost <laughs> I, felt like that was out of order to me. That's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't sure which the order came in, but if, if it was afterwards where he said, I'm going through a breakup in the, that driving thing, which I is a funny so. thing, this exit and next exit. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that, I was trying to remember what it what it was. But yeah, yeah, she that, wanted to get off at this exit. And yeah. after, you know, so I dropped her off at the next exit. <laughs> well, it's, it's such a... That I mean, could be a, a metaphor for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can. But it's so weird to me that it was such a... 
a short joke about such a big life event mm-hmm. and then just keep moving. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe has a lot to do with it. I don't think it's a marketing decision. I think there, there's a good chance that he's just not the guy that's going to do an hour about the ex-wife. And it wouldn't be good for me anyway, just from a marketing standpoint, but I don't think that's just in his nature to be like, and now this is going to be great because I can tell all these stories about how horrible my ex-wife was. It's like, yeah. I don't think that's his deal. Right. You know, everybody's doing that. It too. That's the other thing. Regan's always been this guy that just doesn't do what everybody else does. And he wins the day because he's just better at it than you. Yeah. Right. You know, he can talk about cotton balls and he's so much better at that than you are at your gonorrhea joke. That yeah. He wins the day. <laughs> Which I need to write this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now that you've got it out there. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah so the, the material I thought overall, that was just like the one or two little things where yeah. I'm like, that's, I would like to hear more about that if that's a situation. And like, I didn't even look at his hands until, until he said that. Then yeah. I looked for his ring and didn't see it. And then all I could notice the last 20 minutes was he, he wiggles his hands a lot during the punchlines. Yeah. Like, I don't know oh, if that's wow. just a, a, a tick or if it's something that goes the crowd on for another couple of laughs yeah. or what. But if you rewind <laughs> it now, uh, just focus on his left hand or his non-microphone hand at the time. Huh. And it's, you know, it does a little wiggle thing. That's huh. crazy. Which huh. I saw Dave Matthews do that too, but he, he has <laughs> arthritis. Uh, oh, really? And okay. so between singing and playing, like he would be shaking his shaking hand violently. Yeah. And I was like, what's up with that? And the, and the huh. booking agent told me, yeah, he's got arthritis really bad. Yeah. Huh. So well, maybe like, why he's not out as much. You know, with Regan, who, who, knows, who knows what he's working on today? Yeah. You know, I mean, he could have gone like, you know what? I've got the next hour's worth of material, but for this one, I'm going to do what I have already prepped for, you know? Who yeah, knows? like, that's an interesting question, too. Like, what, maybe he had 90 minutes of stuff that was somewhat feasible for the special, and he's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to pick the best 60, and I'm wondering what... what he the knows cal- he's essentially burning it. He's got to go out now and do a theater show the next day Yeah, for a crowd that may have watched that special. I know. And he's got to have a lot of new so I think he already had it because I'd seen I saw him live a year and a half ago two years ago and he was doing some of the material that he did it wasn't ready yet but he was doing some of it gotcha, gotcha. so yeah. I think he had it I think he's got at least 30 minutes like you said in the <laughs> hopper yeah I'm sure of it and it's just it's interesting that how even though it was multiple t- you know I could go back and count the different topics or whatever but most of them with the exception of those two I just talked about, he gave him a good shake and like explored mm-hmm. a couple angles. There mm-hmm. were a few where I'd like, I would like to, I think he can go further on that. Mm-hmm. And you could tell maybe he just edited it. So I'm just going to, that's yeah. as far as I got it True. now. I'm going to keep on moving. But then when he got to his last two bits where he l- really landed a ton of punches with the yeah. uh, the airport thing and then the hotel thing, yeah. that's where you, you see like maybe his next special, most of his bits are those four minute bits where it's bigger chunks. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he may have he may have uh, whittled some of that that down for time too. Like this may have had have had five more tags, but I guess like the the thing we're sort of all getting to like in a certain way is he knows very well this is not his one big shot. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. I mean yes, it is a big thing for Comedy Central and probably a big thing for him, but he has done this in the past. He will do this again in the future. Like you know he can go oh yeah I'll just use that stuff next time. You know, any one of us would just be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But this has to be yeah. so perfect, yeah. spot on. This is my one thing, you know, and then I'll – but he's like, hey, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, and I'll link to it in the show notes. There was an article by Vanity Fair, which I would never read except for it came up as, you know, my comic Whatever, alert thing. Subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I would yeah. spend money on a magazine. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be better than that. But, uh, you know – I didn't realize he had done 28 Letterman appearances. Wow. 
28th, yeah. which I don't think Jake Johansson has the record, but it, like 28 is pretty That's strong. Insane. Pretty strong. You yeah. know what I mean? And in the article, he's, you know, the guy interviewer asking, you know, are you worried about this any more than regular gigs? It's like, no, this is what I do every night. It's just a little yeah. extra excited because it's, yeah. it's being recorded live and there's no edits whatsoever, but mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it at all. Totally, you know? yeah. And you can tell when he came out, he was pretty relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's been articles with him, interviews with him that have been being released uh, the whole week leading up to the show. One uh, on XM, Jeff Foxworthy did with him. He's been interviewing comics on a thing on, uh, on it's not Blue Collar anymore, it's Jeff and Larry's Roundup or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, he interviewed him and he was talking about that and uh, about the prep for it and and what his career arc, how it's been, because it's that's the other thing that's fascinating is he's got no real credits outside of his stand-up, but he's built this huge mammoth of a career yeah and he's really in the top five of everybody's favorite stand-up even the filthiest comic would say that right mm-hmm. you really that's really remarkable that he can fill up a theater every night in a major market with people who just are there to see his new hour of stand-up right mm-hmm. that's there's really nobody else like that i can think of one well tim hawkins yeah that'd be the only you know one. that, that yeah. another guy who you know, youtube and youtube really helped build brian from like the 90s when and from when he had done the special, done the HBO special, he'd done. There's something wrong with the Regan boy, but then when those YouTube clips started getting released uh-huh. and leaked out, he it took on a life of its own. A lot of those clips went viral from Regan. People were like, oh, this guy. And I think that's when he made the jump. Really, I think he could credit YouTube in the same way that Hawkins can. In a lot. Of I think so. You know, it, it's funny because in a YouTube clip recently, I saw um, Steve Martin being interviewed, and mm-hmm. it was an old Charlie Rose interview. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen this clip. But Charlie says, you know, do you have any advice for people that want to do what you do? And he goes, I'll give you the same advice I tell everybody, but nobody wants to hear it because it's hard. Is be so good that nobody can ignore you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll put you in stuff. For sure. Yeah. And so when when you have the his, you know, those old TV specials that were hilarious and they make them to YouTube, more people notice because it's just you can't not notice it. Right. Nobody, yeah. I, I would find fault with anybody who, who watched five minutes of Ryan Regan and didn't laugh at something. Yeah. If He's you my get, go-to it's person. Your, it's your problem. He's my go-to person for, and that's probably where the YouTube thing as well, like, you know, it's like, oh, you've never heard comedy before? Uh, it's either Gaffigan or him. I put his, their yeah. stuff on to be like, this is this is what stand-up comedy is. <laughs> it's like, I, I, you know, granted, that's at its absolute best. Right. But it's like, this is what that is. And, and they will always laugh. Always, yeah, and you're right about the Steve Martin thing. That there was a, a documentary about uh, women in comedy, or women funny, and that somebody did, and they were interviewing all these other comics. And a lot of them were male comics that had, you know, either misogynist things or not, or just advice. And they got to Bill Burr, and he was just like, "Look, just this doesn't matter. Just <laughs> go be undeniable." That's how he put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, "Go be undeniable," and then. They, they won't be able to stop you. I mean, has anybody held Amy Schumer down? Right. Is that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. She's great. Yes, but... <laughs> she's, do I wish that she was cleaner? Yes. Does she need to be as dirty as she is? No, but she's undeniably hysterical yeah. and brilliant. And there's been no holds barred. There's been no There's been no restraints on Amy Schumer. So I don't want to hear that. Just go be undeniable. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so that's... If there's a big takeaway, is just keep working at it and get get excellent yeah <laughs> you know but i mean what's funny about Regan? he's been excellent for a long time like he pretty much started as a feature just in one of the interviews he said they kind of started featuring me because i was funny but i didn't have an hour yet so i had to stay in that feature spot till i had an hour but gotcha. even that was a pretty small chunk of time that was uh, that was my question i guess as a person who's brand new how, how would that stuff work like at an open mic you know where there's 20 people are all other comedians and you go up and try to do the yellow one that's the sun 
bit or I think something, it, you know. I mean, it obviously worked fine, yeah. you know. But the energy that he brings to it would separate you from 95%. That, you well, know. it's because, yeah, because yeah, it's an open mic. Right, yeah. But not to, you know, not to dismiss open micers that are new, that some people have that talent, but it, it's easy to see talent stand out yeah. mm-hmm. at an open mic because 10, 10 of the 12 people can talk about the same stuff with the same energy yeah. with no vocal variety just standing there. But anybody who's animated at all and has something to say yeah. really stands out. Yeah. It's not saying you, you have to be animated, but that, that's why you jump into that feature spot and hardly ever MC because you're already funnier than the MC if you've got that energy. Gotcha. The okay. MC doesn't. Yeah, a, little, a lot of different things there. Any other uh, observations you want to share? I've got a couple other thoughts, but I don't want to stomp you Mine guys Mine was just that I guess I saw how big that audience was and that he was able to pull them all in as one. Like from his little – that place is massive. At, you know, it's not a club, and it's not, and it's super high ceilings, and it's all the things that, that are opposite of what we've ever said as being like the ideal situation. But it didn't matter. He and he didn't. He he like communicated everything to everyone, and everyone got it all at the same time. And it was that was really nice. I wish the only thing I would have said is in the audio editing, if they could have bumped the volume of the laughs up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, because I think that was it. If it was a little hotter, you would have maybe been more on the same page. But yeah, that's the, that's the constant battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting the and even uh, well, a different interview I heard uh, Ron and Fez. You know, Ron Bennington yes, on XM. Yeah. Th- those interviews he does unmasked. I love, love them. So yeah. I'm not sure if it was an unmasked or just a, a one-off thing with Regan last week. But Regan was talking about a uh, Ron asking, "Is there any crowd that's too big? Because you're such a you know comedy, such an intimate thing." And he's like, "No, because they got the big screens now." He goes, but oh, yeah. there's two things that go with that. He, he goes, one is I'll look down in the audience. He goes, there's a lady in the front row. She couldn't be any closer with an unobstructed <laughs> view, and she watched the video the entire time. Yeah. And he's like, it's so distracting yeah. to him that people are looking at the screens. And the other thing you mentioned, like he got the whole audience to be as one, which is the goal for all comics, you yeah. know. But he said in the interview, and it kind of he used language that kind of made the audience uh, less than individuals, but he's like, you know, I look at the, everybody that comes to the show as a, a big, kind of like a big blob, just like a big <laughs> black mass. I don't want to see them. I just want to, like, I want to hear them, and I want to play that like an instrument and get them all into one tune. Yeah. And he goes, you know, but I don't want to see any, I just want to see a big blob. That's how I kind of look at it. And Ron's like, yeah, now everybody feels like yeah. a jerk for coming yeah. to the show. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, <laughs> yeah. but that plays into exactly what you notice is that, you know, he got them all on one page pretty quickly. And we, we didn't see the warm up yeah. act or whoever they used to get the crowd. And on, granted, they're they are go. his fan. They bought a ticket and went. But that's still, you know, he was doing jokes that were for everyone there. You know, not just little pockets, uh-huh. you know, of this and little pockets of that. It, you didn't ever hear sort of, oh, up in the balcony they liked it because that must be right. this kind of audience up there. Or It was just like everybody all at once. And that was really, it was like, gosh. And he, you know, he looked up at the whole room and he did all those things that like we kind of, um, as the new person, you're trying to learn all those little... I mean, I stare at the stage the entire time. I, I know more about the carpet than I do the people in the audience. Right. And, you know, it was just cool to see somebody like, oh, it doesn't matter if I went... I could have played a club last night and walked into this theater today, and I still communicate to every single person in this room. Yeah, I, I, I thought it's just a great one to watch if you're new to comedy. Gosh. I mean, here's the gold standard for not mm-hmm. only new comics, but like you say, people have been in it for 50 years before he even was born. Look at him as like a guy that knows what he's doing, you know? Yeah. The only thing I did notice that I wondered was where the uh, the white, he had, uh, I guess, black vans on maybe with the white 
thing on the bottom. And I wondered if that was so that his leg movements and like uh, things stood out more. Yeah. Obviously, then if he had just worn black shoes, you wouldn't see his feet that much. Right. Maybe. So I, there was like some weird things that I, just as somebody who looks at stages all the time, you know, in entertainment, I was like, oh, I wonder if he chose that as, uh, you know, so you can choose your choices, you know. You can choose your choices. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sentiment. Choices, choices are happily w- yeah. when they're being chosen. Well, when but, he's in charge, he can make those well, decisions. It's funny you know? to say that because I, I didn't know if it was worth talking about or not, but I think it is um, what you wear on stage. Like when I looked at him, it's like, now he is 57 and I'm yeah. just 47, so I don't want to say anything that sounds ageist <laughs> here, but he looked like he was wearing something that was very comfortable, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't a suit and it really wasn't a warm-up suit. It was some kind of hybrid you know what I mean? It, like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a toned down sin, sin bag kind of, <laughs> you know, jams thing. But it, there was a little, yeah. uh, you know, Brian Regan and jams that would have been amazing. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it was obviously material it didn't wrinkle or crease because that's what you want to wear when you're taping. Yeah, uh, it had a lot of give for his movements and his act outs and stuff. But it was like it didn't it look like a suit tight. pant. It, yeah, and yeah, it didn't not. look like pajamas. But it, there was some kind of weird <laughs> mix. You know what I mean? Go back and look at it. Definitely it was wasn't funny. the skinny jean. Uh, uh, you right. Know, demo. And then the, the shirt was more like a. A, a toned down bowling shirt or almost a Christopher Titus like if you ever watch yeah, what he yeah, wears yeah. on stage yeah. yeah but yeah I thought it was an interesting choice I mean it looked good on the stage and all yeah. that yeah yeah but if you know I, well I, you talk about his act outs I mean really you mentioned Tim that's really what they have in common too is like that's one of the things that makes them broad enough Gavin kind of mentioned it too even a young kid uh We'll get something from a Brian Regan show because they'll they'll be there's some innate thing that's happening because they'll the go home and make those faces and the, yeah. yeah yeah and the fact that he I don't know I just love that I love that he it can can be the the uh, the dumb guy in his jokes I mean that's the thing really I learned early on from watching him is like how he he made himself there's a way he does self deprecation without trying to elicit pity he just wants to elicit like uh, a, a response that we're all we're all the dumb guy we're all the idiot in traffic we're all the whatever there's sometimes when people try self-deprecation they get the oh like you can tell <laughs> right, they, right. They, yeah it's yeah. a very weird balance and he's always <laughs> able to strike that balance in fact yeah. I think th- sometimes when he does a bit like the like the hotel key where he's kind of the aggressor, aggressor. Yeah. it's off-putting sometimes and he has to b- walk that line a little bit well that's why I thought it was interesting that I mean, once again, I had to go back and watch it to see. But the first half is pretty much I'm the stupid guy. Mm-hmm. And about the middle point, he's got you. You like him a lot. And now he can point out the other yeah. people that are stupid. Yeah, the so like, external things. Yeah, yeah, like he was the dumb guy all the way up through the party scene where, hey, Winston and that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. then he tells that guy, you had one line. You're yeah. an idiot. You blew it. <laughs> yeah. And then from there on, he's kind of the aggressor in those yeah. last bits. <laughs> he bought himself that license to do that. Yeah, yeah. and plus, totally, yeah. Uh, being the aggressor is a higher gear. And uh-huh. after you've been clean, clean, funny, funny, clean, funny, clean, and self-deprecating, what gear are you going to hit the last 10 minutes right. of your special mm-hmm. or any show to kind of take it somewhere the audience hasn't seen? Yeah. And so even though it's off-putting to some, the laughs that you'll be getting are laughs you haven't got yet because you haven't been that person. Yeah. yeah. And then the, and those kinds of laughs when the audience agrees with you, which yeah. which that's when they got to that those last two jokes. I mean, the airport one was kind of funny, but... It's funny, the audience didn't get the setup. Did you see him pause? Yeah. Like, they didn't get it, but he kept on with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's, they sometimes do some announcements. And that, that's a sarcastic line, which in my class I talk about, you know, either the, the audience will get it or they won't because mm-hmm. there's no punchline, no misdirection. Right. It's just being sarcastic, and that crowd didn't get it as good as he is. Yeah. 
you know. But then he went into the the punchlines with it. And, and as much as we travel, we like we all know that th- exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, I laughed at that. And then yeah, I'm like, no one else laughed. And he yeah. he looked at the crowd. But he's I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. But when he got to the the key thing, I love that because at least. Uh, every fifth time I check into a hotel, it's the same kind of deal. Yeah, and like he went so extreme on it, and you know, yeah, let's try this, let's try that, zippity doo dah, yippee ki yay, just and the, yeah. and the vocal Man. elevation to amp it up. It was similar, uh, similar to his thing about the confirmation numbers, the old bit that he used to do. Yes. About the confirmation numbers will have. He goes, I want all my. He goes, I want to give them a confirmation number when I make a change and use uh, <laughs> ones and lowercase l's. And uh-huh. <laughs> he I haven't heard that, but it's, yeah. that's something I would like. Yeah. That's yeah, it's fun. so good. That part I was like, "Good lord, is he going to remember this? Like, is he going to remember what he's done?" You know, gosh. Right. Well, that's turning the tables. You know, so that's yep. it's it's you know it's one of the concepts from your class about you know that I, I realized when I started doing my show, I was like, I don't have really anything in my show that has this concept in it. So I started trying to trying to mine my life for instances like that. You got quite a few now. Yeah, I do I mean, have quite a few now. I would say it's a majority. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to make the table. <laughs> no, still. But I see you pointing out the other, the, the yeah. foibles and others quite often now. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> they're there. They're so glaring. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Obviously, everybody uh, listening probably has their own take on the Brian Regan special, too, and maybe you notice some things that we didn't pick up on. Feel free to shoot a, a comment or two at me, either in the Facebook group Facebook message or the school of last at gmail.com yeah. uh, while you're online if you wouldn't mind leaving the iTunes review those are great we're trying to get to 100 before the end of the year I yeah. think we can make it but we need a little push right here and that would uh, just be reaffirming for us and also help get a sponsor on board I think yeah. I think we've got I mentioned two or three times we've had sponsors walk up to the door and then they just <laughs> haven't come in Maybe a few more reviews will help them what out. Do you got, like Peugeot, what do you have? Yeah. Who's, in the, who's, on, who's on deck? Well, yeah. we've got one that is French uh, car manufacturer. Let me just say this: our sponsors could be endangered if we don't get a few more things rolling. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. There you go. Got Leave it, it at that. Wow. Hey, thanks guys for listening, Johnny. Thanks for hanging in today. You bet, Gavin. Yeah. Thanks for being here. And, Thank you. And Johnny, sometime soon, I wouldn't mind talking to you about your uh, DVD taping. In oh, November. sure. That'd be great. Yeah. I'd love so, it. all right. Well, next time I see you, maybe we'll go over that. Okay. Sweet. listening to the school of laughs podcast if you'd like to hear more school of laughs podcast you can find them on itunes and stitcher.com and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for information on upcoming live and online classes visit schooloflaps.com. until next time stay tuned stay focused and stay money